It's the Paul Patterson and Tom Scallon podcast show. They're talking the walk and not about sloppy, sloppy Joes. So, talking walk, talk, talking walk. Talking walk, talk, talking walk. Talking walk, talk, talking walk show. Welcome back to Talking the Walk. This is episode 58. Al. Ripken Jr. I am Paul Patterson. And I'm Tom Scallon. I'd like to thank Jake Brown and his original music, Bailey Bishop, original artwork, Tyler Stanley, social media, Joe Martin, fact checker, and of course, Jeff Grady, the marketing. So what we've got going on today is Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. And it's kind of early for us. This is unusual. So that, that's a good thing. Watch update. I've got just a little under three miles left to get to my 235.8 miles for my monthly badge. So I'll get that taken care of after we're done here and get that um, squared away. Update on podcasts. Told you I was going to do that. And really what I'm going to just tell you is that I appreciate everybody that sent me um, suggestions. Here's here's where I struggle. And and I don't know how else to tell you, but if it was a suggestion of somebody that had like hundreds of episodes, I did not choose to listen to that episode, that, that podcast simply because I don't know why, but I have to start at one and work my way back through. So I struggle mightily with that. I knew that was the answer. I I think some of them were pretty good suggestions, but Man, I just, I couldn't. So right now I am in the middle of catching up on all the episodes of the Happiness Happiness Lab. And so far, um, it's been really good. And, and to be honest with you, I think the one thing that it isn't necessarily mind changing, but it is thought provoking when it comes to that. You know, and I'm, I'm not necessarily swayed to think that grades are bad because that's one of our episodes that grades are bad. However, it did make me think about some of the negative effects of, of grading and, and how that gets um, taken care of through, through the, the education system. But one of the things that's really good is, is right now, she's in all these bonus episodes because of the pandemic. So we're, we're in the spring of 2020 when it's really in the thick of things. Um, and she, she is talking about being mindful and how to get better rest and things like that. And that's some of the stuff that I talked to the, talked to the boys about tonight was, you know, put your phone down and, and try to come up with something else other than having all those social media thoughts racing through your head. But um, anyway, Happiness Lab has been really good so far and, and been really pleased with that one. And I'm excited that that's one of them that I picked right now. Well, what would be really good since we have a social media director that maybe you would say, here are the ones that I picked and they, you know, puts it out there on social oh, sure. media. We, we got a lot of people that we introduce I haven't heard a, a fact check for a long time. New rendition of a song. We got we got no uh, t-shirts coming. You know, what, <laughs> what's going on with the people that we're paying? That's what I want to know. That's a good question. We probably should do some sort of review at yeah, this point. It could be other people that want to hire on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Stanley says he's social media director. We could look to, to Jeff the Meat Cleaver. He's a published author now. We could... See if he wants to be our social. He has his own blog. He's got yeah, a blog. He, write, he writes well. Right. Very. 
very well. Very intelligent. Okay. Did you have anything? No? Okay. We'll move on to uh, Katie's theater. Oh, Are boy. you ready for this? I don't think I, I already told her today. I saw her today and I said, I don't think I'm ready. There you go. Arrival. Five out of five. There's no way. How could she give that five out of five? Haha, <laughs> just kidding. I really <laughs> wanted to prove scaling wrong with this one, but I can't. This movie was too sci-fi for me. Real rating would be one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm the other way. How? Oh, I loved it. That was well, that was well that was well done. Hook, light, and singer. I bit into that one, but I so I am. I'm I'm voting to end her segment on the show. <laughs> oh, that one was really good. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, four point five out of five. I can see why this is a classic. It was very funny, and I would watch it again if it was on. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. She's never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No, no. Here's one that is going to be interesting for you. Are you ready? Jake Brown gave her this this recommendation: Silver Linings Playbook. What do you think she gave this? Oh, I'm pretty sure she gave this like a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. She was 5 out of 5. Okay. Jake, meaning Jake Brown, gave me this recommendation, and he wins for the best re recommendation so far. This movie had funny parts, serious parts, and a happy ending. Bradley Cooper's character, Pat, is struggling with his mental health after finding his wife cheating on him. Jennifer Lawrence's character, Tiffany, is recently widowed and meets Pat, and they end up helping each other cope with the past. Such a great movie and would watch this again and recommend it to others. Well, Bradley Cooper's character, heck, she deals with Mr. Lammers, so there's probably some parallels to some of the issues going on. Could be. Sweet Girl, 3.5 out of 5 stars. Jason Momoa stars in this Netflix original. He fights for justice for his wife who died of cancer. Spoiler alert. Thanks for thanks for putting this in there he ends up dying and his daughter takes over fighting for justice this movie will shock you at the end well not as much anymore because you know he dies great job katie what's going on why would she tell me that i don't know anyway it's, it's not her job to, where's the spoiler alert katie's theater uh if you have any suggestions and and we've got one coming from brad i know for sure he gave us one if you have any suggestions for her outside of all that have been been given um she's doing a really good job i mean that's one, two, three, that's four movies she watched in a week. So there's a lot of work getting done in the old activities office right now with her cranking out four <laughs> movies a week. Good job up there at the uh, the office. Um, I do have to say that her and I talked a little bit about the uh, uh, the arrival and, and pausing just long enough to let it sink in really hard on you. And man, did it work. It was awesome. Okay, Brutus. Awesome. Okay. Ready for my question? Yes? Ready. What foods do you have to have like the brand name for? I'll give you my examples. Are you ready? I've got three of them for sure. Kraft mac and cheese, Tombstone pizza, and Coke. It's Coca-Cola. People that have a straying mind right there. Those would be those would be examples for me. Do you have anything right now that that has to be? Yeah, I. Uh, <clears throat> it would be very very rare um, for me to go somewhere, even a restaurant, and then be like, uh, "We don't have Coke, we have Pepsi," and I and I do the Pepsi. I 
um, if I wanted a real Coke and they said, no, we have Pepsi, I might do diet Pepsi because I'll just suffer. Well, what are you going to do? Oh, but, not uh, choke that. Coke product. Um, and other. But I'm talking like you wouldn't you wouldn't want to drink a, a hee haw or whatever that stuff is that the, is the off brand of cola. You know, like the fairway brand of cola or the no. high V brand of cola. I drink. I no. It'd be, okay. It's Coke. The only thing I might drink that's not a Coke, but I don't know. This is like a brand thing. Every I know now it's and then, Dr. I'll, Pepper. No, it's Squirt. Okay. Every okay. now and then, I'll have a Squirt. Sure. Especially in the summer. I, either brands, I don't know. I'm not really hooked on. I have to have AE cottage cheese. I think uh, all other cottage cheese is terrible. Okay, so that's what that's an example. Yeah, cheese slices. You know, at Fairway, I don't care. I can have any cheese slices. Yeah. Um, I didn't know and, and anybody else has got any thoughts out there that, that, you know, every once in a while, and it's not often, and it's not a ton of foods for me. Um, but, but those are, I can definitely tell when I'm not eating Kraft mac and cheese, just got a little different taste to it. Definitely tell when I'm not eating a tombstone pizza. Um, and, and definitely know when it's not the OG Coca-Cola. No, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got anything? Question wise, you got a question? No, I don't have any other questions. Here we go for a confessional. You ready? Oh boy. Oh boy. I only have one. I only have one. I don't have I any. Really? Oh, really? I really enjoy being the underdog. I enjoy that. When do you think you were the underdog recently? Friday night. Why? Because not very often have have we been on the winning side of playing that team the team to the east correct <clears throat> so i just i enjoy that i i think it i think it allows me to to be a little bit more honed in a little bit more focused and a little bit more uh driven to try and prove them wrong well i think i'm edgier when we're underdogs too with a little chip but uh, maybe not after tonight i was kind of edgy tonight <laughs> you slightly <laughs> So we, uh, I'll have to tell you that later, but it was pretty funny when, when I got home, <laughs> just, <laughs> I enjoyed it. When did you got home, oh, did, did Will have a comment? He wasn't over there. No, that's the whole thing. He's like, well, I heard that. I'm like, who didn't? <laughs> that was, I guess my, it was just funny that he was like, oh yeah, I heard that. Yeah, we know. We heard it too. We were down on the other end. Okay. Ready for feedback? Yep. First one I got is Tim Clay, um, and he sent his through Twitter. Twitter. Good episode with Criswell. I'm going to add that mule manure joke to my joke a day doc. Um, yeah, all that did was give Brad a big head now that he's yeah. he's funny. Don't a couple quotable do comedy suggestions for Katie's movies in order. I think she'd like them. Princess Bride, without a doubt. Young Frankenstein. Uh, Anchorman, yes, Semi Pro, and Hot Rod. <laughs> I love it. I love, love Semi Pro. I mean, that's and I and I like pieces of Anchorman. Anchorman too, I dislike. Oh, you don't really? Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so Katie Princess again. Princess Bride, of course. Princess, Princess Bride oh. is. We love can't it. say anything because we need an unbiased. Correct. You know, she can't, she can't Princess Bride. Young Frankenstein, Anchorman, Semi-Pro, and Hot Rod. Those are the those are the ones that uh, Tim Clay has given you. And then he said, if we need a topic idea, how about balancing back to school responsibilities 
with football activities. So there's a there's another idea for us if we need another idea for a uh, another show episode. Um, this one's like coming. A, that sounds like a shot. He wants Maybe. to know what I what we're doing. Nothing. This one is for or from Jeff Gravy. Feedback: Big time procrastinating going on at the Gravy House. Don't change till there is no light in the room, or my wife tells me um, tells me to. And she now is a is an avid listener to the podcast. Social media and my kids. My oldest two had TikTok. We let a few things slide during pandemic, and this summer we took it away, and their screen time dropped dramatically, which I think it just did. Paul and Scallon fighting is a rite of passage for new coaches. I thought it was funny when it happened, especially during a coach's meeting and during team period yelling at each other across the field. Hasn't happened yet. No, there was a little chirping. You yeah, chirped. But then, and then I just stopped. Well, you knew you were wrong. No, I didn't feel like fighting. Next time I see Criswell, I will bow to the almighty horse and ask club president. <laughs> yep. Great job. We got another E for an episode. Explicit. Uh, it's in the Bible. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then Criswell is the final piece of feedback. He sent uh, a movie to Katie. He says you got to watch Rear Window, which is uh, I do believe it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie from 1954. It's been remade, by the way. There's right, but he said not that. He he oh. he he. Uh, I forget that. I remember reading that text. He acknowledged that it had been redone, but you have to watch the original, which is from 1954. Yeah, I'm sure that one's going to be up there. That, I know what rating that's got right now. <laughs> oh, that's some funny stuff. Okay. Do you have any feedback? No. Okay. No one, no one ever sends me anything. Our li- no, that's a lie because Jeff sent it to you. Uh, our listens have been down. Um, not that that's a complaint, just a fact. So maybe, maybe not as many people are responding um, as far as feedback which is okay golf um they're in the swing of things uh, and they had a they had a uh, invitational today i don't know how that ended up i didn't i didn't hear but they were gone all day from school so i know that the varsity competed today um and then last week i think even on friday they had they had multiple jv groups out um golfing so they are uh, they're getting lots of work in and not only are they getting obviously practice every day, but they're they're also competing um, multiple times a week, which I think is really good. Swimming, I haven't seen anything on swimming since the uh, Marshalltown uh, that they put on them um, last week. So I don't know if when their next meet is. I haven't seen anything about that. I just know that they uh, they beat Marshalltown handedly in their first one of the of the year. Cross country postponed last week. Haven't had anything, and I think Thursday is their first time actually getting to go out and compete. Um, I know that they they have to be frustrated just from the standpoint that they put in all this work and they have to keep waiting, keep waiting, keep waiting. And forget who I was talking to, but you know they they asked. So last Tuesday they couldn't run in a meet, but they could have practice, and everybody in football could practice outside in that heat. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and, and I'm not disagreeing with that, you know, at this point in time, but obviously you got to do what you think is best for the, uh, the health and safety of the kids. So this Thursday is their first one. If I'm, if I'm those guys and girls, I'm telling you, they've started practicing first Monday in August. That's, that's a long, well, regular camp and practice. Yeah. 
since. So that's a, a month right there of everyday practice. Yeah. And not getting to run yet or compete yet. That's tough. Um, volleyball, they went two and two uh, over the weekend. And uh, I think they went, what they go? Three and oh last Thursday. Um, and they lost to Bondurant last Tuesday. And then tonight they are hosting Pella Christian. Uh, so not only the first home meet, but also the, the first um, conference meet. So they've got that going on, which I think is, is really good. And then, of course, football. You know, we had a scrimmage two weeks ago. Last Friday, we had Pella at home. Uh, freshman squeaked out 12 to 8. Victory got really tight there at the end and pretty exciting to finish. And then uh, varsity ended up going into overtime with a, uh, with a win against the Little Dutch, 34-31. And then JV lost last night, 14-22, um, to 22 on, a, on a bizarre ending uh, with, with under two minutes. I don't know if there was under a minute yet, but there was under for sure under two minutes where fella came down the field, couldn't do anything, kicked, blocked it, celebrated, and forgot that it was a live ball. The kicker picked it up and ran it in for a, for a touchdown. They got the two-point conversion. Really, really good start for us. And then, of course, this week, football – um, Thursday, the freshmen play at Des Moines Lincoln, six o'clock start time, and then varsity plays at Des Moines Lincoln at seven. And then on Monday, because Des Moines Lincoln, it's Labor Day, Des Moines Lincoln couldn't uh, couldn't have enough kids on Monday, so we decided to go with with Hinden Oler on Monday. So we'll host them and, and end up playing them twice this year, but worked out really well for our schedule. So that's high school sports. By the way, uh, guess what's in the uh, uh, email from Todd Tharp? I, I have no idea what would be in the email. Yeah. From Todd well, it's there. However, however, because it's a punt and it's fourth down, it looks like we can have that number on the line of scrimmage. And and hmm. now what I want to do, and I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to have to. I think I'm going to have to call Todd and just say, "Listen, talk to me about this. What what does this mean? Um, because we're being told we can't, and we've done it for ten years, eleven seasons." And our 11th season. And now we're being told that we can't do it. But yet when the way that I read this, it says that it's legal. So I'm going to have to have him do some clarifying. What do you mean? They're saying fourth down, you can have different numbers. I'll read it to you. I'll just read it to you. That'll that'll be the easiest thing. That way you can, you can understand what it is. So as it goes, okay. um, Reporting as eligible, had a couple of questions regarding the ability of player numbered 50 through 79 to report as an eligible receiver or for a player numbered one through 49 or 80 through 99 to replace a player numbered 50 to 79 as alignment. The answer to both these questions is no, that is not an option. There is an exception for a fourth down scrimmage kick to use a numbering exception, but those players, unless on the end of the line are not eligible to go out for a pass. If the 11th in the 11 player game, you're required to have five players on the line of scrimmage numbered 50 to 79, except again for the fourth down numbering exception. So what I would have to do is I would have to go see what classifies as a free scrimmage kick in order for us to know the answer to whether or not that's legal. And I'm going to guess that when you go in and look at what a free scrimmage kick looks like is you have to be X number of yards away from the ball is what probably is going to end up being the case. But right now, based on that language right there, he's legal. Yeah. Well, I just think we bring some purple and white tape. And when he goes out there, we put it on each time. And then just rip it off. Yeah. So it looks like 71. Sure. I mean, we could get that done. Okay. 
if you don't have anything else and I don't have anything else from high school sports, we're moving on to our non-sponsor. Are you ready? This is, this is something that's, now, have you noticed the interesting thing is that most of the non-sponsors are food or drink related for us, <laughs> for me anyway, because I'm the one picking them. So this one doesn't, this one's not going to disappoint. Are you ready? I'm in. It's a special little place for the two of us called the Waveland Cafe. Oh yeah. Back in the day, now we're going, we're going the OG Waveland, not any of the other ones, the OG on University Avenue. Right in university? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what we, what we used to do back in the day when state finals were on Friday and Saturday was we would get up really early, go get a table big enough, which is one of the two circle tables, round tables for everybody. And we would go there for breakfast before we took off to make it up for the, the first game in the morning, which was the eight man game, which is like at 10, 15 or whatever. So we would get up really early, go have breakfast, which, which became a staple for us um, on our way up. And so, yeah. Waveland Cafe. KYR Monster, the Waveland Breakfast. And you used to, uh, used to live over by there. So you were frequent visitor of, of the cafe also um, outside of state football time. Well, Back in the day. there's the Waveland Cafe, and then there's the Waveland, both right. right by each other. Yep, right next door. There's a distinct difference between the two. And there used to be Bass and Ringneck there, which was a real cool clothing store. But at the time I lived, I thought it was called Bass and something. At the no, time I'm, that I'm, I lived. What was the shoe store that was on the corner that had the cats? Uh, I can't remember that. Okay. We'd go there because uh, they, had, they had a ton of Birkenstocks back in the day. I don't know if oh, it's I think still that's there the same place. I thought that okay. was Madison. And and it, it could be. It could be. Problem is, everything in there was when I was first starting out as a teacher. Melanie and I, as both teachers, we really didn't have a lot of money that we could spend. <laughs> yeah, at least the Waveland Cafe was uh, was affordable. Yeah. For you, and you could get a heck of a meal. I mean, if you if you timed it right, it could it could serve as multiple meals for the day, depending on when you ate. Yeah. The lumberman, especially, for you. Oh. Oof. delicious yeah well for you um sometimes i i don't mind a blueberry pan okay <laughs> on to the papa burger so basically the reason why we called this cal ripkin jr is because as you as you start to look at the history of sports this idea of somebody who never takes a day off is gone it just doesn't happen anymore. And so I thought it'd be interesting for us just to have a, have a little conversation about that and, and talk about that. So what made it possible back in the day um, for somebody like Cal Ripken Jr. To, to take all of those days, all of those games and not miss him? Uh, I, after a while, I think he just did it. You know, and he was just part of his work ethic. And then after a while, he got so many in. I think it became part of a quest. You know, he wanted to get by. I'm no baseball stat guy, but he wanted to get by whoever that was that had the record. What's his name? Somebody famous. Can't remember. Can't remember if it was Lou Gehrig or if it was, I think it was Lou Gehrig. I was thinking Lou Gehrig. But I, you know, so once he got by there, then it was, I don't know. I just remember a lot of talk about him, about, not wanting to sit, wanted to keep going. And then he was getting, you know, his age was getting up there. So I don't, you know, I, I think that's a, 
Well, I'm sure we're, that's what we're talking about. That's going to be a very difficult thing for anybody to ever repeat. Well, in any sport. I think, I think there are, there, are, and we've talked about this, right? As far as today, we just talked about it a little bit. You know, that one of the things that made it possible is, is that the, the athletes back in the day weren't seen as this huge money-making commodity. That the, the scope of, of how each athlete is, is seen now and used inside the organization is drastically different than what it used to be. That's number one. Number two, I think one of the, the, a factor would be the fact that I don't know if the athletic trainers back in the day had as much pull to, to sit somebody. You know, if, if Cal Ripken Jr. Had a, had a strained hamstring, nowadays he'd sit, he'd go through some rehab, he'd take care of it, and then he'd probably be on the 10-day DL, and then they'd bring him back, you know, working back into it. Back in the day... That goes back to your first answer. Oh, sure. And then you know, just the commodity they, you know, when you start spending a hundred million dollars on somebody, you don't want them to be out for, you know, one game is one thing, but three, four weeks, that's a, you know, that's a whole different deal. Right. And then I would say the last thing is, and this is just, I, I don't know this for sure, but do, do the athletes nowadays know their bodies better? Um, than, than the athletes back in the day, because now any little tweak or any little not feeling right is not overlooked. It is addressed. Well, yeah, I, I, I think as an athlete today, knowing that their span, if they're a great player, probably, well, I shouldn't say a great player. If they've had a good career in almost any professional sport, I mean, if you play five years in something, that's pretty good. Yep. You know what I mean? And so you're talking about people that are trying to extend that out, you know, that if I, if I can keep my body going, I get my earning power for seven years instead of five years. Sure. What, uh, when do you think it changed? Uh, what if I, what if I read these, would this help you a little bit? I'll read these to you. So basically what I've got here is I have like, and they, they keep re- the, the streaks, basically. Okay, so Cal Ripken recorded 2,632 straight from May 30th, 1982 through September 19th, 1998. Baseball's next closest is Miguel Tejada's 1,152 game streak from June 2nd, 2000 through June 21st, 2007. NBA. A.C. Green was 1,192 games, November 19th, 1986 through April 18th, 2001. And keep going. NHL Doug Jarvis was 964 games, October, listen to this, October 8th, 1975, October 10th, 1987. And then here's the, here, this to me was the most interesting one because you have multiple different levels when it comes to the NFL. NFL, Jeff Fiegel's, he had a 352-game streak from September 4th, 1988 to January 1st, 2010. What was Fiegel's? Do you know what he was? What position? <laughs> he played punter. Yeah, he was yeah. a punter. So he didn't miss he a was, single game. He was pretty good on Tech Mobile. Oh, okay. And then, and then you come back with um, Eli Manning had 210 straight starts as a quarterback. Brett Favre had 297. So that's a quarterback. And then – you go back to Joe Thomas's 
streak of 10,363 consecutive offensive snaps is also considered a record. And his started from 1999. Okay. So that to me, I think is also another factor of, of listen to the, those fans. Nothing here recently as far as games, because every, every athlete is getting time off with the exception of the NFL. The only, the only, you don't get a, um, a set day off in the NFL. You have to play, but injuries are so frequent that you just don't have very many streaks like that anymore. Yeah. Well, the NFL, they say the best ability is availability. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know when it started. I would, it, to me, it felt like the NBA, you know, four or five years ago, started just resting people because there used to be a lot of talk about so-and-so sitting out, you know, and you pay good money to watch somebody play. And if that starts sitting out, you miss them for that game. That's when it became more prevalent in my mind. Um, I'll be honest. I always thought baseball carried a big enough roster that they did rotate guys some, you know, but I don't follow it as close. Yep. I don't follow it as close. I know that uh, um, soccer, you have like Carly Lloyd Lloyd and Megan Rapinoe that have played. Megan Rapinoe's played like 180 games, but I don't know if they're in a row. I don't know if she's been given some breaks because lots of times for soccer, they um, like when they're getting ready to get the world cup team together, like the, this last cup that we played Copa America, I think it was Copa America. I can't remember the last, the last tournament we played, we played with a lot of younger players pretty much as a tool to evaluate who's going to be on the world cup team. And we left all of the top talent back at their home clubs. Cause you got to call them back from their clubs and everything like that. So obviously they're not playing every men's national team game. Um, so I, I, I think people carry big enough rosters now that they can protect some of their stars. Uh, and, and football, I think, is different altogether. I think the, the one interesting thing is, is, you know, when you listen to baseball, if, if Tom Scallon is, is the starting center fielder for the Cincinnati Reds, the, the manager, when he's interviewed and he's saying, well, Tom Scallon didn't play tonight, he has to, he, I don't know if he has to, but he, he, all of them tell you that was a scheduled day off. That was a scheduled day off. So they are now announcing that it is or when it is a scheduled day off as opposed to something was wrong or they, you know, they didn't feel right or whatever it was. But just interesting how that has has changed um, in terms of like the press conferences and what they and what they tell the public. Um, They make sure you know that it's scheduled. Yeah, well, it's it is creeping into football. And and here's why I think so. Uh, Saquon Barkley, this is a conversation that was had on NFL Network, so I'm not crediting myself with this thought, but Saquon Barkley um, coming back from a major knee injury looks really good. Their opening game Sunday versus uh, Denver or somebody, somebody that's not in their division and not in their crossover, whatever division. Um, Their next game is Thursday night. And that's against the Redskins. So, I mean, Saquon Barkley's a giant. Washington football team. Excuse me. And that's against the Washington football team. Yes. Sorry. Although, do they have a name now? Do they have a name? No, no, they didn't switch. Okay. So Washington football team. Yeah. I, I wish they would have gone with, what was it? The, the Tuskegee Airmen they were thinking about? 
Anyway, uh, anyway I gave yes, you that look Washington, because you the Washington said. football team. I thought you thought I would say Quan was on the wrong thing. No, no, no. I was. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not as old as Gil Brandt, but anyway, um, the Giants play Washington on Thursday. That's a division game. Sure. If you win that game, that's like a two-game swing. They're right. a game down, you're a game up. So do they hold Saquon Barkley off of the game that that is important, but not as important as the next game, which is only five days after that? Well, Four days after that. I mean, for me, I guess I would play him a little bit in the Denver game because you don't want the first time – no different than us scrimmaging, right? That first time back, you don't want it to be a game you really need him in. You want a game where he's been hit – He's had a chance to move and then sit him maybe, but for him to go out there and have that be the first time, I don't know if I would, if I would like that, but I get what you're saying though. I mean, now you, now you have to pick and choose which is more important to well, you once because again, the football matters. You're looking at a, a, at somebody that you put a lot of money into that you want to be a franchise changer. You want that person to be, a, you know, change your franchise for the better. Um, I agree with you. I think they'll probably put him on some sort of pitch count. Sure. He's going to get oh, sure. many plays. And of these plays, he's looking at this many touches running yep. the ball. The, uh, you know, and the other thing, you know, we keep talking about that. Even, even basketball, even baseball all have that division um, thought to it. You know, you, you're going to see more subbing in non-divisional games than you are conference games than you are when you are playing a, a, an opponent that it matters as far as your, your seating, you know, yep. when it comes to playoffs and postseason and things like that. So that well, makes a huge difference. And preseason football games, you've got different different schools of thought. You've got people like the Rams and uh, some other, some another coach where they don't play their starters at all. They just don't risk it. And the first game they go out, and it is what it is. You know, kind of contrary to what you said. Who did the Cowboys just play? The Browns? Was it the Browns? Texans? For whatever reason, I thought it was the Browns. And maybe I'm off on that. But anyway, the, the one commentator was like, you know, now it's it right now. It's like the varsity versus the JV, because the one group is all starters and Jaguars. the other group, the Jaguars. There you go. And the other group is all backups and, and kids that are trying to make the roster. And so there's a huge difference in, in that. And then finally, when the Jaguars sub, then it was back to back to decent football. But it's you can never tell what's going on in, in, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers took a snap. No, but in, some of that is, some of that is for what we're talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to risk Aaron Rodgers to some rookie coming off the edge, hitting him with everything I got because I made the team because of that. Yeah. Hit. You know, it's trying, just, to, trying to win a job. If we're going to lose them, we're going to lose them in a game. Um, do you think it'll ever go back to the way it was where people are, are, you know, and I keep the, – the term is Iron Man, right? I mean, they just continue to to play game after game after game after game without taking any time off. You think that will ever get back to that? Uh, I don't think so. I think before they do that, they'll expand – like in football, expand the 53-man roster. Sure. Um, you know, they've Which made they've been screaming for a long time. Exceptions for the last two years. But, I, yeah. you know – there's so much money, like in the NFL. I think they'll expand the roster to try to help you as far as um, injuries and such. Other well, sports, special teams. Other sports. I think baseball's too long. You know, it's just the uh, uh, special teams is where the biggest difference is. You've got a lot of starters that have to play in special teams because they don't have any. They don't have anybody else. 
So, yeah. So, yeah, if I'm the National Football League Players Association, do I want my my starting safety to have to run down on kickoff? No. You know, I mean. Your franchise shouldn't want that. Right. Um, which sports or positions in, in specific sports could you think it could be possible for that to happen? Uh, if it were to come back, is that what you mean for that to happen? Like if, if that, if somebody was to make a run as far as consecutive games played, where, where would that, where would we most likely see that happening? Well, I'm, I'm going to say baseball, even though the, the number is so huge, it seems unattainable. I just think the, that, um, there's not as much physicality in baseball as there is in, you know, basketball still has some physicality, uh, Football, obviously. Wrestling doesn't have a pro league. Unless you're a nice shot. Unless you're uh, um, counting the punter and kicker. Yes, and that's I was going to say that too, is that okay. if you're the, if you're Adam Vinatieri, you, you could make it to 41. Of course, now, Tom Brady's at 42. But. The, I think quarterback is still a position. You know, the, the, the NFL does a really good job of protecting the quarterback that I, I could see that being another one where somebody pushes Eli and, and – uh, Brett's records there as far as consecutive starts. But other than that, I mean, you, people are, again, multi-million dollar contracts. They want you to play more than you, than you don't. And so they're going to, they're going to just rest you, I think. So I don't know if that's ever going to happen. How about, do you, do you think it happens in, we don't hear much about it in college anymore because people can leave early and things like that. Um, and don't hear about it in the high school either. You know, don't hear about, oh, my gosh, this kid has started every game for four years. You know, he started as a freshman and then all the games as a sophomore. Don't hear much about it, but but is it going on? That's the question. Oh, without a doubt. I, you know, we've had how many – we've had a few freshman four-year starters who may have had to sit out a game here or there. I'm not going to say they made the whole thing. Uh, we've had sophomores that have played – you know, three-year starters. I, I think that happens in high school, especially the smaller classes you get. You probably have lots of kids that are four-year sure. starters. Um, so I I think without a doubt that's going on all the time in high school. And I think we're doing a better job of protecting our athletes as well. I don't know if the younger divisions, younger, excuse me, the smaller divisions have um, the same access to trainers we do. And I don't know if other schools have the excellent trainer that we do, but uh, he keeps a lot of people on the mend and able to play. So I, I think there's a lot of that going on. I think for us, having Pete um, is a good thing because I help, I think he really helps us keep guys on the field. Right. Um, that That's my compliment to Pete based on what I told him last, last week. week. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is it necessary? I don't know if that's a question. If we're talking Cal Ripken Jr., is it necessary? Uh, let the best kids play. If there is a if there's a freshman capable of competing at a varsity level, then we should try to find a way for that to but happen. That, I guess that's not the question. The question is, is it necessary for us to keep a streak alive? Is it necessary for us to say, oh, this kid has had 30 games in a row as a varsity football player. We got we to get him healthy so he can get to 31. Uh I would say based on the records that we keep, no. Okay. We don't, I don't think we okay. have any record. How about at the how about at the pro level? Is that is it important anymore? 
for that. I'm to sure be. there. Are, yes, I'm sure there are lots of athletes in professional sports, men's and women's, that there'll be those pr people that pride themselves on being the lunch pail, always there, always available. You know, I. Um, some of those ultra competitive people probably never want to be off, off the uh, court, field pitch. I can tell you this. And I'm, my next question is, is it a big deal anymore? And the reason why I'm asking that is, for me, I remember Cal Ripken Jr. and and every year that you know he was he was starting to get closer and closer. It was it was that's really all they talked about when it came to baseball, is is him. Um, I shouldn't say that's all they talked about. That was one of the major points that they talked about all the time, was him. I don't remember ever hearing anything about AC Green. I don't remember anything about Fiegels or, or any of the others. Now, I do remember hearing about Brett Favre, but I'm a Packer fan. So that makes a huge difference. Joe Thomas, who's a Wisconsin native, big deal. But outside of that, not, not a lot of talk. Cal Ripken is the last one that I can think of and really know of that a big deal was made out of how many consecutive games they played. Well, Favre and, and Eli Manning both got mentioned a lot. But again, uh, so I didn't that, know if that was because I'm a Packers fan or not. Well, I'm sure you reveled in it more as a Packers fan. But um, quarterbacks are lightning rods for teams in the NFL, and they get all the good and the bad, you know, when they probably don't deserve as much as either. Uh, so they get talked about a lot. For a lot of the other positions, it's not until the left tackle gets hurt and they sit there and say, Tyrone Smith has started every game in the last, which hasn't happened, but every game in the last four years. Oh, I didn't know that, you know, just yeah. because they're not as marketable in football. Um, NBA wouldn't know because I don't watch NBA until we get to like the semifinals and finals. But even then in the semifinals and finals, you would hear about somebody, right? I mean, I would think you, might. you, you didn't have to pay much attention to Cal Ripken Jr., but you knew what was going on when it came to baseball. Yeah, I don't know. There's something different, too, about that. I mean, I think people will get mad here. I think baseball was closer to being the number one sport of America at that time. Okay. I think it's been overtaken by football. I think labor relations issues and strikes and other things and the fact that the game takes seven hours to play has, you know, has left, has moved it down the list of most appreciated because I followed Cal Ripken. I wanted to know, is he starting again? Is he starting sure. again? You know, when will they not, when will they not play him? And he finally took a day off. So any final thoughts on that? I thought that was an interesting subject. I don't know what you think of it. Yeah, no, I, um, pro level is one thing. It is interesting to think about if we went back, you and I made a list of who's played the most games for Norwalk ever. You know that Lee played. and I did that in one of the podcasts. I know you don't listen, but Lee and no, I, I don't. It's got to be Brady and Sonny. And Tyler. Oh, and yeah, Bryce. Tyler. Bryce. He was, he, was, he was up with Tyler that year. They were both freshmen at the same time. And we didn't have very many D linemen, so Bryce came along. Now, but started Lee, or played? Lee thinks that he played quite a bit of JV that year as well, um, yeah. but came with us every Friday night. So that's true. But yeah, those three, those three are the biggest three, literally and figuratively, um, when it comes to us, at least recently. Now, 
prior to us getting to Norwalk, I can't speak to any freshman. I don't know anything about that. So anyway, that would be fact one. Checker. There's our fact checker job. Yeah. Come on, Just go Jeff. ask Roger. Um, any final thoughts on that? Nope. Okay. That's good. We'll move <laughs> on to history. So John Mowinkle put together his piece on Minert Field, the history of Minert Field. And so what he did was he interviewed me and he interviewed Thomas Minert. Thomas, Tommy is Dave's grandson. Um, and so Tommy did a little, little digging and came up with some of the things. And so did a really good job. I have not listened to the interview because I didn't know that he had, he had released it. And so this is where I'm going with the history piece. He released it on Friday night and played it Friday night before a game against Pella. And I got, I ran into Elizabeth Wingem on Monday morning and she said, Oh, Paul, what a great job you did on the, on the interview about Minert field. And I said, uh, so he, he played that. And she said, yeah, he did such a good job. And, and his grandson or his son, I don't know who it was. I'm like, well, it's his grandson did such a good job with it. And it was just wonderful to listen to that and everything. Not long after that, I got an email from Libby Minert saying, how awesome uh, a piece that was on Dave and the history of Minert Field. And it was just a, it was a really, really, really nice email. And of course, the first thing she started off with was, was congratulations about how things went on, uh, on Friday. So where I'm going with that, lots of positive feedback, you know, and, and hearing from some people um, on that piece. But then also she, she shared with me in one of the emails about when Dave first scheduled um, Pella, way back when he he had the and I think it was the superintendent at the time she came down and chewed Dave's rear end out about you can't schedule Pella they're going to kill us they're so much better than us they're going to destroy us why would you do that that's just going to be awful and Dave was just like hey you know if we're gonna if we're gonna play somebody we got to play somebody good and it's time for us to start playing somebody good so Pella comes to town and it's over at the old field it's Oviatt um, which also, if, for those of you that have been around long enough, know that there was the baseball field was there also. So it was the football field and baseball field all into one. Uh, a young lady um, was keeping stats at the time. I do believe her, her maiden name was Chris Perkins. And her married name is Chris Salmon, um, I do believe. And Libby just said that <clears throat> Pella thought of themselves quite highly, thought that we were not very good. And so made some derogatory comment about, what a terrible field we were playing on and what terrible players were playing and all of this. And Chris overheard them and said, Hey, we have, and by the way, Libby said at the meantime, they were getting ready to open the new field at the high school, which eventually the Packers put help put the, put the lights up and everything. And, and Chris overheard all this. And she said, Hey, we have another field, but we're saving it for a good team. And she said that the, uh, the Norwalk kids heard that rose to the challenge and they beat Pella. First time they played them, scheduled them, beat them, and the superintendent, I'm, I'm positive it was the superintendent, came back, into, came back into Dave's room on Monday and said, Dave, I apologize. I had no idea. You can schedule whoever you want. So she just, it was, and then she shared a few other stories, but it was, it was really neat to be able to, to get feedback from her and then hear that, that story. So I enjoyed it thoroughly. And plus, it involved Chris Salmon. So, well, lots of things there. I'll just cover a couple. 
would Elizabeth Wyndham say anything but very positive things when she talked to you? No, There's gotta be no, no, she would not. No, she would not. And two, I would love to see a Chris Salmon Perkins that pops off. That'd be interesting because she's really <laughs> nice too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that's the history piece. If you get a chance, KNIA, KRLS, um, you can go, you can go listen to that um, interview. You can go listen to that little history piece on Minor Field. John Mowinkle is the one that, that put it all together and he did a fantastic job with it. Again, I've got to listen to it as it's all pieced together, but I heard, obviously heard my interview and then I was in the room when, when Tommy got interviewed. So I heard that side of it too. Um, well, it, get out there and take a look at it or not take a look, but take a listen and, and hopefully you learn a little something and, and enjoy it because John did a great job of putting it together. Um, positive. Are you ready for the positive? You're not. Cause you have no idea what's coming. Here it is. Ryan Kennedy, 2017 Norwalk grad was recently named captain of the Wayne state football team. No. I think that's impressive. And that would, that would be a lie. I did know that happened because I saw it on Twitter. No, 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 you didn't know that I was going to have it as a positive. Oh, no. Yeah, you may have seen, you may have known that it happened, but but you didn't know that I was having it as a positive. So one of the reasons why I picked this out as a positive, it was Chris Larson and I were talking that oftentimes we, we spend so much time pushing for kids to be athletes and special, you know, oh, what, what did you do? Were you all conference? Were you this? Were you that when you got to college? And what if, what if we placed, maybe even more emphasis on re-elected captain. Did you make it all four years and, and what kind of impact did you have on the program? And so that conversation resonated a little bit with me. And, and then seeing that Ryan was named um, captain, I think that was a pretty good, uh, just a perfect timing really is, is what it boils down to. So just wanted to celebrate that a little bit. Ryan is, is uh, playing in his last year there at Wayne State starting center and was uh, elected as an offensive captain um, for the Wayne State Wildcat football team. So congratulations to Ryan and um, awesome job to see one of our, our former players and a, a former Norwalk Warrior as a, as a captain. Yep, congratulations, that is awesome. I was pretty excited when I saw it. Yeah, um, you got anything else, anything final? Nope. So when you get a chance, get out and listen to John Mowinkle's piece on Minor Field. Um, that's K-N-I-A, K-R-L-S. He's also our radio guy. Uh, and then, you know, if you've got any any thoughts on Cal Ripken Jr. and, you know, what they would deem as the Iron Man, you know, consecutive games played. Um, Waveland Cafe was our non-sponsor. We'd like to thank them. It's special. Any, any recommendations for Katie's Theater? And then if you have any foods that you have to have, like the brand name, um, you're very particular about what it is that you're, what you're eating or what kind you're eating. Um, would be great. I'd love to hear from you. But this was episode 58, Cal Ripken Jr. on August 31st, 2021. I'm Paul Patterson signing off. Thanks for listening. And I'm Tom Scallon. Go get a lumberman. Closing time. Thank you for listening to the Talking the Walk podcast show. Yeah.